On this day, we pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he doesn't follow us. Jesus replied, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, Amen, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna where the worm doesn't die and the fire is not quenched. The Gospel of the Lord Last Sunday, it was hard for the disciples and for us too to understand that if anyone wishes to be the first, they have to be the last of all and the servant of all. And so Jesus took a small child and taught us, Today, John the disciple represents us when we think we can keep Jesus exclusively for us, as if he were only ours. John symbolizes us because it's hard for all of us to understand what Jesus is teaching us today. We can all fall into this. John says, we try to prevent him because he doesn't follow us. It's a big mistake to think that our faith and our relationship with Jesus, we could add with the church and religion, are a soccer club, select group, some sort of a company where those who are in have a privileged spot and are happy to be there, but where those who wish to join in have to comply with our special requirements or whims. How often do we in the church give off this impression? It's tiring to so often witness the attitudes that we have when we are at church and somebody who was not so close to us comes. Sometimes, the first thing we ask him is, But was yours a church wedding? Do you have this or that? Or we tell them they have to bring a certificate or meet a certain requirement. We establish a list of criteria that shouldn't be the most important thing. The requirements can be the first thing for someone who only comes to get to know Jesus. Jesus didn't impose any requirements. I believe this can happen on two levels, among the members of the church and in our, in our relationship with those outside. Within the church, we fall into this jealous and exclusivist attitude, when with arrogance, we consider that only our group can do good deeds, only our prayer group, our church group, our movement, or our parish. When we think that it's only good to be where we are, it seems as if, apart from us, nobody else could do a good thing. 
and if a priest or somebody else is doing a good deed, we become suspicious. How strange! How strange that they are doing good things! We feel jealous of other people's good deeds. We are unable to rejoice in the kindness of our neighbors. This is what we sometimes are, jealous and exclusivists. All this is shown in our criticism of initiatives that are different from what we want, or in our silence and unwillingness to acknowledge or congratulate somebody on doing something good that's different from what we do. How difficult it is to congratulate others. How many situations like this do we experience at our parishes? How difficult we find it to work together, to admit that each of us can do good in different ways if we do it in Jesus' name. Remember, for whoever is not against us is for us. Let's not prevent others from doing good. Let's rejoice in what our neighbors do to proclaim the faith. Our path is only one, Jesus. However, the ways to reach him are many and very diverse, and that's what makes the church beautiful. We can also think and feel like John when he talked to Jesus, both outside and inside the church, individually or as a community. That's what happens when we believe that it's only within the church that the Holy Spirit can act. We forget God acts beyond the four walls of our church and the members of the parish. Thank God the Holy Spirit is spirit, and the deeds of God and the way in which he reaches people are mysterious and infinite. We can't fall into the idea that it's only the church that can do good deeds and receive God's inspiration. We can think about the distinction St. Augustine made between those who belong to God's body, but not to God's soul, and those who belong to God's soul without belonging to the body. There are many people who, in spite of not belonging to the church, can have within them and be moved by the soul of the church, which is the Holy Spirit. On the contrary, there are many people who are members of the church and part of the body, but don't live by the soul of the church. That's why we don't see the Holy Spirit as we follow criteria of our own. We have a poor outlook on reality. Jesus is very clear when he says, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. Let's not prevent anybody from doing a mighty deed in Jesus' name. Let's learn from all those who do good deeds in God's name and can even do it better than us. May we have a good day and may the blessing of our merciful God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us always.